Wisconsin's afternoon news is on the air. Broadcasting live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in beautiful downtown Milwaukee. Here's John McCure. All right. It is Tuesday. I am here. Sandy Max is here. So is Greg Matzik and Debbie Lazica. Adam Roberts is producing the show this afternoon. All right. We got some stuff we've got our eye on. This is the three. At three on Wisconsin's Afternoon News. All right, what do we got, Sandy? An infestation of biblical proportions happening in Nevada. Millions of what they're calling crickets, but they're really shield-backed katydids, are overtaking parts of Nevada and Idaho. On top of agricultural concerns, they're said to smell disgusting. Well, that's not the biggest problem, though. There are millions of these, and they are, I don't know what a Shellbeck Katie did is, but they're Mormon crickets, <laughs> and they look like grasshoppers. They're like big, fat grasshoppers, and they are swarming everywhere. Here's how bad the problem is. They are on the roads there, and it makes it slippier than ice. Ew. So they are using plows to get the crickets off the road. They're coating them with sand because these things are everywhere. They're gross and they're dangerous. And what was the thing with the hornets last year? The murder hornets? Murder hornets yeah. a few years right, ago. We got killer bees, murder hornets, whatever the hell these are to scare the heck out of everybody. Mormon what is going crickets. on? <laughs> I don't like stuff like this. I just I remember Freaks in high out. school, I turned the engine in my car and an old... Um, what are those locusts? Like the old shell of a locust that like, came blowing out of the air oh, conditioning. Gosh. And that was just one, and it freaked me out. Now, try parking at the grocery and walking in with... How about this at the swarm? hospital? At the hospital there, they had so much of these and so big a problem yeah. that they have staff out there with leaf blowers blowing oh. the crickets away from the entrance to the hospital because people were slipping and falling trying to get in the hospital. But the leaf blower Ugh. is a clever... It's yeah. a clever solution, but... Yeah, so then they blew them into the parking lot, and people <laughs> fell down in the parking lot. Right, so you just step on them, and they, the gut spray, and then they become slippery, right? Is exactly. that kind of what happens? Yep. You crunch your way to the hospital door. They get crushed door. and slippery. Now it's oh, like, what eats uh... crickets? Do we need a bunch of snakes to come in and fix oh, this? Oh, God. Yeah, other things that you don't want crawling around yeah. is what eats crickets. Beware of the Mormon crickets, or as producer Adam likes to call them, shield-backed katydids. <laughs> All right, what else do we have? For the third time since May, in Waukesha County, a black bear has been spouted. Spouted. Spotted. Spouting? What's going on out in Waukesha? Okay, so the Nelson family says they were grilling outside when about 100 feet away, a bear pulled down a bird feeder. They heard the bird feeder come crashing down. They look up, and there's a bear, and he's on the ground eating the bird from the bird feeder. Then as they watch, he walked over another bird feeder, took a swat at that, knocked it onto the ground. And the DNR says the state has 24,000 bears. They don't usually come this far south. That's why this is news. But because of climate change and food sources, the bears are now beginning to appear in our part of the state. Bears are hot, man. They're still in commercials. You like They're bears? Still yeah, bear. There was a black bear that crawled out of the Gulf of Mexico the other day. <gasps> you see that right under the beach in Destin, Florida? Yeah. Bears are hot, man. I They're love They're not it. hot if it's in your backyard. Oh, I don't know. Just a little black bear. A little black bear that'll rip your face off. Oh, those are the friendly ones. Yeah. Nature wins. I'm not messing I'm not with messing. that. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. I'm not messing with a black bear. Cute bear. I I'm support a hungry call black you when there's bear. One on yeah. my I support our new bear friends. All right, what do we, uh, what do we, I hate bears, especially the ones south Aww. of the border. All right, what do we got next? What, what else? First, cheap trick, now another band pulling out of the big gig. Hey! Uh-huh. Oh no! The Romantics are out! 
They were supposed to be here on Friday, and a member of the pop rock band was injured in an accident. They put out this statement. Due to one of our band members being injured in a minor accident and in need of some recovery time, we unfortunately had to cancel our appearance at Summerfest in Milwaukee. We apologize to our fans. Look forward to seeing you all very soon. This comes on the heels of Cheap Trick pulling out, announcing that they had to do that because of unforeseen circumstances. Yeah, it's a shame because the Romantics are blast live. Good, yeah. Good Michiganders. It is a shame. So they've been replaced by the punk band Radke. Instead, we are excited because Summerfest gets rolling on Thursday, and we will be broadcasting live from down on the Summerfest yeah. grounds. It is 314 at WTMJ. The latest on that Juneteenth incident from yesterday. Up next. want to pick up the discussion about the Juneteenth shooting that took place yesterday. It was right after things wrapped up. Kind of sad. A lot of celebrating going on, and then the shooting takes place. Ray Banks is the former MPD assistant chief. He is with us this afternoon. Chief, thank you so much for being with us. Sure, no problem. You know, I was kind of tore up about this because all day we talked about the cool pictures coming into our newsroom and the parade, and the young people, and the families, and the celebration, and the talk about the history and why this day matters. And then for this to happen at the very end, and I know how much you love this community, what went through you when you saw what had happened? Well, the first thing that I want to make very clear is that the actions of those young people should not be representative of how the entire community feels. We condemn that conduct um, uh, and I stand by everybody with all of the good things that went on, and it should not overshadow what that day meant. For me, it just brought back memories of my childhood. You know, um, I was telling you earlier that I grew up in Memphis, Tennessee, and that my grandfather was a sanitation worker. And so when Dr. King came to Memphis, my family was heavily involved in that movement. I seen all of the sacrifices that people made during that time that actually led to a lot of the things that we're able to do today. And right away, I thought about the sacrifices that have been made, not only from when Juneteenth originated in 1865, but just through all of the uh, civil rights movements and everything else. And that type of behavior just sets us back. And it does not recognize the sacrifices that so many people made in order for us to be able to have the freedom and the rights that we do have. I think people are frustrated, Chief, because everybody wants a silver bullet. Everybody wants this to be better. We get frustrated when there's no solution. That's like, boom, this will take care of it. But the reality is in our community, there's no such thing, is there? I don't think that there is a silver bullet for it, but I do think that we can have a silver lining if we band together and we try and work through the issues that we have. One of the things, one of the problems that I always saw in the city of Milwaukee is that we operate in silos. There are so many programs, great programs that are out there, but not everyone knows about it. So many services that are available, not everyone knows about it. Until we're able to band together and be able to present all of these services when they're needed at the right moment, we're probably going to always be struggling in the way that we're struggling right now with the young people in our community. Do you see any improvement in that kind of silo-based situation? Do you see any more collaboration now? I think people are, are, are really trying to collaborate because 
we've never seen it at the level that we've seen it before. I can tell you, I was in law enforcement for 30 years. I've never seen so many young people involved in so many adult-like crimes, and I've never seen so many young victims and female victims that we've that we're now seeing. Never seen it at this level before. So I think that that alone is really pushing the um, efforts to collaborate. But I just think that we need to know about everything that's out there so that everyone is aware of it. My. I, my solution would be if there was one single number, let's just say you call 211 and you have someone that needs something. 211 can point you into the right service, the right organization to provide the right type of services that you may need. We don't have anything like that. So, you know, the networking that goes on is great, but we really need a central location that allows us to be able to operate and provide that information to everybody in a timely manner. Former Milwaukee Assistant Police Chief Ray Banks is with us. Chief, I wanted to dive into one of the things that you said, and that was it's 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 worse, and things are happening younger than when you were here and you were helping to lead our department. There's always been socioeconomic issues. There have always been broken families. There have always been different issues. Why now does it seem like violence, real violence, with guns and weapons is more the solution than it has been in the past? Well, first of all, I want to make it clear, this is not a Milwaukee problem. This is a problem nationwide. And I think it's a, gen- I think it's a generation swing. The generation now, that's their first solution to solve any type of disagreements that they have is violence. I don't have, I guess, a a solution to that because there are so many other economical challenges that we that we speak about that I didn't have to deal with when I was growing up. The challenges that these that this generation is dealing with now it's hard to put myself in that position because that those challenges didn't put them didn't present themselves as a youth when I was coming up. So when you see John Morant and other NBA guys who are held up as role models or, or mentors or at least people that are admired, waving guns around in videos and talking about this and that and the other thing. Does that lead to all of this, or is that an oversimplification? No, I think that that is absolutely part of the problem. Um, we need to have um, our athletes, whether they want to be role models or not, they are role models. And our young people are going to follow suit when they see that type of behavior. Now, I can tell you, one of my best friends was killed uh, when he attempted to rob a tavern when we were 15 years old. That story was in the news for at least a month. It was a leading story for at least a month. Now it doesn't even make the front page. That has become the norm. When we see young people that are committing violent crime or or our victims of violent crime. We cannot allow ourselves to let this be the norm for our community. Because if we do, these type of things are just going to continue to happen and continue to foster themselves in the way that they are. And our athletes are going to have to recognize the important role that they play in the violent things that are happening in our communities. Ray Banks. He cares about this community a lot, the former assistant chief at the Milwaukee Police Department. Uh, Ray, we always appreciate your perspective. Thank you so much. Thank you. Wisconsin's Afternoon News on WTMJ.
Pickleball is taking the world by storm everywhere, including here in Milwaukee. We're super excited to have the founder of Pickleball in the Sun, Milwaukee's Laura Gaynor, who is with us. Laura the Queen, thanks so much for having us. Hello, I thought thanks. you were going to go with Empress. I know. I, I Yeah. <laughs> royalty. Pickleball royalty there for you sure go. is with us. That was a new us. one for me yesterday. So. <laughs> it's so fun to have you here. How do you explain when people ask, my gosh, how has this become so popular? Everybody, it seems, is doing it. What is it about pickleball? I think you can play anywhere. I mean, I used to live in Milwaukee, so I'm incredibly excited to be back. And you have those two courts at the Milwaukee Public Market. I saw a year ago the Bucks players were all playing there. And <laughs> yeah. so that's the fact. I mean, you can really pop up a court anywhere. The fact that you can walk right through downtown the Third Ward and just play pickleball in your lunch hour, it's amazing. It's fun, easy, social, great sport. Men can play with their wives. Women can play with guys. The ages you can mix up. That's what I like about it. It's so much easier for everybody to play with everybody than tennis mm-hmm. or some other things. Oh, in all ages, which is the best for me. That's why it grew so fast. I was doing all the earned media for USA Pickleball. And why it grew so fast was that you can play with your grandparents, your parents, your kids, all ages. And that's why it started. It was a backyard game that three dads started it because their kids were bored. (laughs) I think I'm almost afraid to start playing because it seems like it is so addictive. Can you explain how this has become such a sensation? And as you can see, I walk in and I'm like, pickleball is my whole... You're holding (laughs) the ball right Those watching on the stream, right? All pickleball all the time. Yes, I don't go anywhere without my pickleball paddle. But I mean, it's so addictive. And the fact, I mean... Wall Street Journal just reported pickleball tourism is huge. I mean, people look for courts to play. And whenever I travel, look to see where I can have courts. Tomorrow I'm headed down to Park Ridge, uh, where I yeah. moved from. They just added some new courts. So you can literally play everywhere. They have apps like the Pickle Play app that you can search, like where are the courts wherever mm-hmm. I'm traveling, which resorts <laughs> do I want to go stay at, which is what inspired me to create that Pickleball in the Sun brand and featuring those top pickleball destinations because everybody wants to vacation and make sure you can exercise and Play pickleball while you're on vacay. So the last time we had you on, we, we were talking about how Tom Brady had invested in pickleball, yeah. and, and this has become sort of a a, a celebrity cult following around <laughs> the sport, so explosive amongst you know common folks. But then celebrity athletes are, are really taken to heart mm-hmm. the sport. Yeah, you really feel connected. I mean, like I said, I mean, I have never thought that I would be working with so many celebrities. And I love that they're all just it's so welcoming. They're all happy. They love playing. Uh, Major League Pickleball just had their tournament this weekend in San Clemente and Drew Brees' team oh, wow. won the Los Angeles Mad Drop. So Drew Brees <laughs> was there. That's so fun. <laughs> Yesterday, so shout out to Drew Brees. Congrats to your team. But I mean, just great to see them all getting excited and the value of the sport is just insane. Um, so the value, I think that it was Mark Lazary's team or whoever it was that had said, like, we bought a Major League Pickleball team for 100000 yeah. and just the value, how much has increased since they bought it and everyone's trying to get it and buy teams with Major League Pickleball. Tell us about a celebrity that you've had interaction with that was really cool, was really jazzed, was really into pickleball. Yeah, so one, I mean, from the radio side, Marin Morris, I think I talked yeah. about last time, too, she had tweeted that she was playing pickleball on tour, so I just reached out and I got to do a cover story <laughs> with her. I was out at Mauricio's house of uh, Kyle Richards from Real wow. Housewives, yeah. and I featured him on the cover of Pickleball Magazine, got to go play pickleball with him and his daughter, and they're such a great, generous family, and the fact that they love to play pickleball, invite people over. Uh, their daughter just had their birthday party out there, and I was excited to see they were playing some pickleball. <laughs> that is so fun. Loria Gaynor's with us on WTMJ. And I love what it's done for communities, downtown, urban, concrete, jungle communities. So reimagined spaces is, mm-hmm. I think, how you kind of described it earlier. There's overpasses that typically have been just 
I don't know, house the tumbleweed and an abandoned suitcase <laughs> or something. And now it's pickleball court. So, yeah. you know, you can you can pop these up pretty much anywhere. You've got space that needs to be reimagined. Yeah, I mean, Milwaukee is the best place to visit in the summertime. I love it. And shout out to my friends at Visit Milwaukee. You're doing a great job. Yeah. <laughs> Attracts people to get here. And so I'm staying at the Homewood Suites, actually. And the fact that I could walk out of my hotel room yesterday morning, there's people there playing. I jumped in, played with them, made some new friends. And then people are passing by, like I said, on their way to work. They're seeing people playing and they're just smiling. They're excited. And then tonight is the Riverwalk Commons concert series, their first night. So I figured, hey, I'm in town. I'd love to get together, play pickleball with whoever is around. Come, come play pickleball. I'll be there right after this interview um, to go play at those two courts there. And then the concert series is their first night. They have a happy hour. They have the concert. I met Sam, this nice gentleman from the Milwaukee Public Market that set up all the tables. That spot is incredible. Just the whole area there at the Riverwalk Commons. So excited. Meet you all. Come play pickleball. I have a brought bunch of extra paddles you can test them out here <laughs> wait are the paddles different like you you sent me two paddles last time we talked and they both have a pickle on it yes. and they say and the case says big dill oh yeah I mean, <laughs> and you big are dill, big dill pickleball company that's an incredible paddle company but usa pickleball they said that this past year it's insane i think mm-hmm. they approved more than 500 pickleball paddles wow uh, so there's so many new companies brands manufacturers coming into the game um here's rockney my friends at rockney uh, but yeah, there's just so many, a lot of great paddles, a lot of great companies. I love to support the ones that have a lot of great female entrepreneurs behind them sure, and people yeah. that are really helping to grow the sport and the business. So it's just an exciting to see that everybody's jumping in and being creative with it as well. Laura Gaynor is the founder of Pickleball in the Sun. I'm on the website right now. You should check it out. Pickleballinthesun.com. <laughs> it's so fun to have you here. Thank you so much. Thank you. And we'll see you playing pickleball this afternoon. You got that right. It's three, well, not us, but... <laughs> I'd like to. We should do the show from down no, there. I'll do the, the rest of my sportscast I'll do on remote. So that, I'll be, uh, that there you go. Check in with me later. Bring the mic. Be we'll be awesome. Good. 344 WTMJ. <laughs> Hunter Biden is uh, pleading guilty today in a deal that likely averts time behind bars and attacks and gun case. Major Garrett is CBS's chief Washington correspondent, guy in charge of the Takeout podcast, and the book is The Big Truth. Hello, Major. Hello, John. How are you? Happy Tuesday. Yeah, it's good to have you back with us. I'm glad you're here today because this is a big news story. This afternoon it broke that President Biden's son, Hunter, will plead guilty to those charges and uh, likely avoid time behind bars Give us the synopsis of why this is so relevant and so newsworthy. You know, it's beginning to get to be a pattern, John. You and I, Major and John, legal corner. Every Tuesday, it seems. <laughs> True. You know, we started with the Manhattan DA. That was on Tuesday. I was at Mar-a-Lago. Then last week, where was I? Bedminster, what happened? That was an indictment on federal charges there. Now there's another criminal docket. Oh, more John and Major in the legal corner mm-hmm. with Hunter Biden. And sorting this all out is difficult, not only legally, but politically. And I'm not a lawyer. I've never been a prosecutor. I've never had to make a decision about what kind of case is provable before a jury, what meets the standard of evidence. And already we've heard the political rhetoric. Oh, this is a sham deal. It's a special privileged cupcake deal because Hunter Biden is the president's son and no one else would be treated this way. Okay. What are the charges brought by a Trump appointed U.S. attorney maintained by President Biden to maintain the continuity of this investigation, which is, I believe, now five years old? What are the charges that for two years, Hunter Biden did not pay his taxes, not tax evasion, just didn't pay. And the record in the docket says that he has paid back the taxes, the penalties and the interest. Okay, that's how most Americans are dealt with 
on tax matters of this kind. Then there's a gun charge when he was addicted to serious drugs, which he has pled to. That's what the U.S. attorney believes he could prove, the Trump-appointed U.S. attorney in a court of law based on the evidence gathered. And that's it. Now, some people might get a jail sentence for that. He will not. He will get 24 months of probation if he violates any condition. And I think it's always an open question, not specifically for Hunter Biden, but anyone who's had substance abuse and addiction issues, when your probation requirement is that you do not lapse back into those things, that's a serious matter. It's a hard hurdle to cross if you have deep-rooted addiction and substance abuse issues, which I think the record strongly indicates Hunter Biden suffers from. So he may violate conditions of probation, and he may end up in jail by his own actions. But that's where it stands. Would another American get the exact same treatment? I don't know. This sounds about right, although one could make a credible argument that maybe some jail time would have been appropriate. What I think the larger issue is, with this deal, no more questions will be raised about other issues that House Republicans have raised. And that not only appears to clear Hunter Biden, but it may, in fact, lift a legal cloud over many other people in the Biden family, possibly including the president. Okay, so I want to ask you, you brought up, you know, Republicans and what they want to look Mm -hmm. into. They say they will still continue to head down this path, but with no legal teeth, right? With no legal teeth. Um, What any oversight process in the House or Senate can do is develop evidence, and hand it over to interested parties. The January 6th committee did that on uh, with its select authorities and its subpoena power. And Congress does have subpoena power. It can bring witnesses in. It can develop evidence and then hand it off. The last line of this plea agreement, if it's approved by the judge, says the investigation is continuing, but not necessarily into these other matters. It doesn't matter. doesn't mean that they're closed off forever. But what it does mean is House and Senate Republicans who've given a lot of speeches and a appeared on a lot of cable network shows, have to start putting hard evidence before the public and the Justice Department. Because what they have now is a very lurid set of accusations and allegations. And when they are pressed, even by those who are sympathetic to those underlying lurid accusations, and they ask, do you have the evidence? Do you have the tapes, for example? Do you have the identity? Do you have the documentation to back all these things up? Many of them, Jamie Comer, House Oversight Committee Chairman, Chuck Grassley, Iowa Republican, giving a speech on the floor in the Senate last week, laying all this stuff out, haven't been able to produce it. At some point in the not-too-distant future, allegations are going to have to be matched with evidence, or much of this will blow up politically in their face. A political question, Major. Is this still damaging potentially to the president, or does that disappear as well? I don't know if it disappears because the Hunter Biden story will not die because of what we just described. House Republicans and Senate Republicans will keep it afloat. So it will remain resonant for those on the Republican side critical of the president. But the president can also say now to independent voters in particular, swing voters, hey, I left the Trump appointed U.S. attorney a charge in this case. He did it for five years. This is what he decided. My son is pleading guilty to three things. He's got 24 months of probation. If he violates that probation, he could go to jail. That tells you, President Biden will argue, 
that justice isn't blind and I'm not protected and my son isn't protected and people can be investigated and held to the facts and the law. That may be a persuasive case for those swing Republicans who are not Trumpists and for independents who've been eyeing the Justice Department wondering what they're going to do in this matter. And Major, this certainly won't do any level of damage that would make him not be the presidential candidate for the Democrats in 2024. This alone would not do it. No, 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 no. If anything, it sort of reinforces it. And you've seen lots of Democrats today say, see, justice is working. And a mature, and we talked about this before last week, John. Is, a, is this a sign of maturity that those at the highest levels, former president and the son of a sitting president, can be prosecuted at the same time? Well, I think the evidential record may be viewed 20 or 30 years from now as, yeah, that's what a mature republic does. It holds people at the highest levels to account. Satisfactorily to all? Probably not. But that's a political question, not a legal question. Major, how are you feeling about those Padres? Grim. Really grim. <laughs> I mean, uh, we, we, now, we now have what they say in politics and economics and uh, sports, a robust sample size. And we have players who have all season long consistently underperformed in the situations in which they have to perform at a higher level. What is that? Runners in scoring position. We have the lowest batting average as a team with runners in scoring position of any team since 1981. Whoa. The New York Mets. Yes. Wow. And lower than the Oakland A's right now with a $248 million <laughs> payroll. It's inexcusable and it's deeply depressing. I watch every game and it's been a very hard slog this year. Now they're six and four in their I last ten. I will not give up. Let us make, let me be yep. clear about that. I'm not giving up. We know that. He is Major Garrett, CBS's Chief Washington Correspondent. Check out the Takeout podcast heard Saturdays here on WTMJ. His book is The Big Truth. Major, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you, John.